Are you looking for a better way to create your dream life? How to create wealth so you can enjoy your hobbies, friends, and family even more? Then this podcast is for you. We're Chris and Paul, and we're on a mission to help regular women and men gain access to passive income opportunities. Income opportunities that most people never even hear of. So let's start the show and create your fortune in wealth, health, and life, one step at a time. Hey there, everybody. Chris here. And today we are going to talk about Paul and I and our partnership at Sterling Rhino Capital, how it came about, uh, the thoughts and feedback we gave each other when uh, looking to build out the the business and uh, create uh, fortunes for others by uh, bringing them into our investments and our business model and everything in between. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then how we focus on the lifetime experience of people that partner with us, our investors, our counterparts, um, co-GPs, people that are in our circle of influence, and then uh, how we really focus on the people and trying to help uh, everybody achieve uh, some complete level of fortune, or at least the way we see fortune anyways, and the way we define it. And then uh, we'll also give an example of somebody that um, I had some great conversations with about uh, building their fortune. and. Um, and highlighted some some ways that maybe they want to look at uh, building out uh, multiple levels of success in their life, and uh, and specifically uh, how they, I helped them to realize uh, through conversations that they were actually in a very strong financial position when uh, they had no idea they didn't realize that they had actually achieved a certain level of success. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. All right, so let's talk a little bit about Paul and I. Uh, I had a business background. Entrepreneur had been had been in the space, uh, the real estate space, investing and and buying and selling and flipping and whatnot, uh, certain properties, and had some experience as an entrepreneur. And Paul came from a background of of being uh, in the construction space, construction en- engineer, and worked for a firm for over twenty years, and uh, and you know was kind of living in that corporate America space. And we we had uh, met each other through meeting up at a big event for multifamily investing and and syndications. And at this particular seminar, it it talked about how to actually buy these larger assets and get into the space uh, being a syndicator or a sponsor. And then they also had programs like signing up to be be, uh, mentored by someone uh, in the multifamily space. Uh, And then there was also financial advisors there. There was uh, attorneys and uh, lenders and all all kinds of stuff. But it was really a three-day immersion of how to learn about investing in multifamily and how to actually do a deal. Uh, there was a, a way that we came uh, to this seminar and it was through signing up for uh, uh, an online course. And the online course taught you everything you kind of needed to know about multifamily investing and how to actually do these deals on your own. And that's what led us to this actual three-day event that walked you through the process, which was really cool. So anyone that was there was pretty serious about learning more about multifamily. And then whichever way they decided to go from there, obviously would be up to them, but would would probably determine the level of success they would have in this space. So the tone was set for whoever you were meeting at this event. And there was approximately 75, 80 individuals at this event. It was 
you know, quite intimate because generally when you go to these conventions, there's three, four, five hundred, a thousand people. And so this gave you an opportunity over three days to really get to know people if you if you were outgoing. And I made it my mission when I got there to reach out to as many people as possible and probably talk to 35, 45 people of the 60 that were there, at least for a few minutes during all these networking events. And then I also asked a lot of questions, raised my hand when they asked about you know, goals and things like that. I was always raising my hand because I wanted to, I wanted to engage. I wanted to maximize this event as much as I could. And uh, I was, I was part of this VIP group that, that I had signed up and paid a little extra to, to, uh, to go to these breakfasts and these lunches and things to, to get to know some of the speakers and, and maybe some of the folks that were like-minded in my space that might want to uh, explore uh, mentor programs or or really serious about getting into multifamily investing as a sponsor and a syndication. And one morning I was going to a VIP breakfast and saw this individual. I was always up really early, usually the first one out and about, except for the people getting breakfast prepared. And in the lobby, there was this individual sitting there and I walked up to him and said, hey man, how are you? It's pretty early. What are you doing out here? He said, oh, I'm an early bird. I said, me too. And I asked him, you know, what he thought about the event so far. It was the last day and he was really excited about it. Um, but he was kind of questioning uh, whether he was going to sign up for a mentor program or go further with these courses and things that they were offering. And I, I basically highlighted the way that I saw the, the three-day event and the program itself and, and just sort of did a deep dive into my philosophy uh, with going to courses and self-education and you know, sort of what inspires me and why I was there and what I was getting away from it and really kind of highlighted that it wasn't so much about, for me anyways, it wasn't so much about hiring someone on to put bumpers on me and protect me. It was it was more about uh, just thinking about the things that I was not thinking about. In other words, putting someone in place next to me that would be thinking about all the things that I couldn't see. Maybe, I suppose it, you could use that, that analogy, putting some bumpers on and protecting yourself, but it was more about uh, sort of envisioning having someone to guide me through the process and uh, give me insight into where I would be eventually. In other words, they had gone through the pros and cons. They had bought deals. They had sold deals. They had dealt with investor relations and, and all these systems that were involved, these complicated systems. And so I was kind of looking at it like it wasn't that I wasn't going to be successful someday in this space and that I wasn't going to buy larger multifamily assets and and uh, and and build you know financial fortunes for others along the way. But it was about uh, escalating my portfolio quicker and then um, paying to have somebody who had the experience to come alongside me and guide me through that process. And then it was a matter of you know, if you're willing, if you're willing to sign up for something like this, you have to have the mindset that uh, you, no one's going to drag you through the mud to success. You have to have it in you. You have to have the drive, the passion, the enthusiasm to to go and execute. You have to do what they're telling you to do. You have to put in the extra work. You have to learn. You have to work seven days a week, especially if you already have a career and you're doing this on the side to learn until you eventually exit your career. So I looked at it kind of as as a way of. Um, uh, putting a guardian angel, if you will, alongside me to help me learn uh, to protect my investors and my partners as I built my business. Um, not unlike having a consultant come into your firm and teach you um, how to run your business more efficiently and so on and so forth. But it was more about, for me, especially on the mentor program stuff, um, will, I, will I put in the work? Am I willing to put in the work? Um, and if I was, then I knew that if I signed up for a program, I would be successful. And he really liked that way of looking at it because there's so much information. It's really hard to 
to kind of extrapolate or pull out what's really important because there's so much conversation. There's so many speakers and things of that sort. Uh, needless to say, by the time we left, I had signed up for a mentor program and and uh, and started working through the process. And about a month later, Paul had called me and said, "Hey, I signed up for the program too, and I'm really excited." And so on and so forth. And um, and then we both started our journey alongside each other, uh, respectively, with our own businesses. And then uh, as we began to work around each other in this circle of influence, we ended up getting on an opportunity with a a sponsor that was our mentor. Uh, we shared the same mentor. Now, I had had already found a deal by then and was working it uh, alongside some other partners when I first, first started. I was fortunate enough to come across an opportunity a few weeks into the program uh, just by being very active and by chance. But this other opportunity came up, um, which allowed Paul and I to work together. So we spent months and months working together. And as we developed a friendship, we realized that we both complemented each other's skill sets. You know, I was out and about, I was talking to people, I was building investor relations, and I was I, I had no problem getting up on stage and building, you know, social media content, getting on YouTube. And I had the skills to build spreadsheets and do all that stuff because I, I was in the business. I was an entrepreneur. I'd, I'd been there, done that. But it wasn't something that I, I really enjoyed every day. And then Paul was an analytical guy. You know, he had he had built systems and processes and complicated spreadsheets and and loved the data. And that was kind of his comfort zone. And so uh, early on in the process, I said, Paul, you know, um, instead of you going out and racking your brain against the rocks and trying to build your own company, and I'm out here and we know that we're going to need these specific skill sets as we build, why don't we why don't we put our, our heads together and we'll grow this company together? And we can use my company name or your company name or you know whatever you want. I said, but I think I think we could grow a lot faster if we put our heads together and then build our team out around us. Uh, again, doing what you and I did, but basically complementing our skill sets or um, building out upon our weaknesses and strengths, if you will. And he loved it. Uh, he jumped in immediately, and so he became the COO and co-founder, and I became um, the CEO and founder as far as titles go. And we started bringing on you know, investor relations directors and and asset managers and and uh, underwriters and supporting cast and VAs and social media managers and all kinds of stuff. And that's kind of how it started. So uh, that's a little bit about Paul and I, and we'll deep dive more into this in other episodes, you know, individual stories and whatnot. But I just want to give you some insight. Uh, Paul came from a you know, 20 plus year career of you know construction engineering and building systems processes, managing people. I came from being an entrepreneur and running multiple businesses, starting and selling different businesses and uh, fixing and flipping houses and land and things like that. And so we put our skill sets together to grow this wonderful company. And it's been amazing uh, since we started. So we're really excited about that. And then, you know, we also talked a lot about our philosophy and how we feel about you know, wealth and growth and business and people in general. And we really early on realized that, you know, it wasn't so much about money for us. Of course, you you want money, you need money to, to have things in life and it makes things easier anyways. But we really wanted to focus on building something amazing. We wanted to build a company that people would remember, people would talk about, people would refer, um, and that people could be proud of doing business with. We wanted that type of company. So we, we had a mindset to put our investors first, put our people first, put our processes first to build a culture and a system that helped people build out their fortunes, whether that was financial fortune, health, mental, you name it. We wanted it to be an all-encompassing concept uh, because we felt that was much bigger than just trying to get somebody returns because those are numbers. You you buy a deal right and you offer a return and it's pretty straightforward. But to actually uh, be charismatic and follow through with what you say you're going to do and return phone calls and be approachable and all those other things while you're guiding people along 
uh, their their lives. You know, let's say somebody has questions about health and wellness. So Paul's a health freak. He loves that stuff, right? He loves working out and 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 eating right, and he's great with that stuff. He loves you know the meditation piece and the mindset piece. And me, I've got a lot of energy and enthusiasm, and I'm all about having an optimistic mindset and getting your head right throughout the day, and you know maximizing your time and and building wealth uh, and paying yourself first and all these other things. So we started laying all these things out, our vision, our mission, and it just aligned so well. And we thought, you know, with this process, we can, we can connect with a lot more people than just being another syndication group because there's tons of those, right? And so that's how we built the culture of our company. And we have found that that has resonated throughout every layer of our circle of influence. We're kind of the nucleus. And then you have these rings, if you will, almost like you're looking at a solar system. And outside every layer of, of connection we have, uh, our, our vision and mission resonates with, right? Um, because it's the way we do business in our core. And we believe it, we feel it, and we, we have true passion, enthusiasm, and love for everybody we do business with. Because we have been in that position where we've done business with companies and sometimes it was amazing and sometimes it was terrible and we never want to be that company, right? So how do we focus on the people? Well, we really want to try to understand from the very first phone call, you know, not just your financial goals, but you know, what are your life goals? You know, what, if you could be anywhere in the world right now, what would it be? You know, where would you be? And, and how would that look? How would that feel? Um, how do you feel about your health and wellness? You know, how do you feel about your investments? How do you feel about on a scale of one to 10, your level of investment experience? You know, do you feel good about the way you've been investing, stock market, Bitcoin, real estate, none of it. Um, do you have emergency funds, savings? Do you have a vacation fund? You know, what's your what's your financial philosophy? And if you don't have one, let's talk about it a little bit, right? Um, because we don't want somebody taking the last of their money and investing it with us because everything's risky, right? Investing with us or stock market or putting your money on your your money under your mattress. Then anybody can come along and, and break in and steal your money under your mattress. And so we want to make sure that you're you're covered in all aspects of your life, right? And again, some people, you know, maybe they don't want to talk about that stuff. It's perfectly fine. You can invest with us and do business with us and be perfectly happy and it's fine. But we want people to know that we are here for for them and we want to try to help them uh, live a well-rounded life. Uh, and it does start with the educational piece. It's not just throw my money uh, into some investment and I make a bunch of money and I'm financially free um, and, and living that purposeful life. So uh, we, we try to offer the complete package, if you will. Uh, and I'll give you an example here. It's interesting. I was having a conversation the other day with somebody that's invested with us in multiple deals, and we it, it kind of it was interesting to hear this and get this perspective because I had not thought about this. And we have hundreds and hundreds of investors. I've taken over five hundred investor calls um, easily, and we parted with a lot of people, and we have lots of conversations. But this stood out particularly because I'm talking to this individual, and we're talking about all the money that this individual has in their IRAs and in uh, real estate assets and other types of investments, and then their assets in general, like cars, jewelry, things like that. We just had a sort of a financial advisor conversation, if you will. Although full disclosure, I'm not a financial advisor by any means. Um, this was that type of conversation. And when we started deep diving, uh, I realized that this individual had, uh, well, I'll just give you the numbers. Uh, he had a little over $3 million in retirement money and you know, it was early 50s and had about $1.5 million in other assets, right? Now you're probably listening to this going, oh my gosh, that's a ton of money. I think it's a ton of money. And you know, a lot of people don't have anywhere near that, right? The average American has maybe a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars in retirement by the time they retire. This individual had plenty of money. But in his mind, he didn't have enough, right? And 
I asked him, why do you think you don't have enough? And he said, well, I don't know. I don't really know what the number is. But my financial advisor had said, well, if you want to retire, you have to have this amount of money in order to get you know, to live off the dividends, which was like 3% in a very conservative investment vehicle, blah, blah, blah. And started going into all this analytical stuff, which I understand. Uh, and I said, well, do, do you believe that? He said, well, I, I kind of did. And I, I thought, well, I want to get above that. So I need to keep going. And I said, well, how do you feel about that? And like, do you, do you feel good about that? Or do you feel like, gosh, man, I'm going to have to work for another 5, 10, 15 years before I can actually feel comfortable? And he said, well, I don't know. What, what do you think? And I said, well, I'm here to tell you that you have plenty of money to live out your life to the best of your ability and live out your dreams. I mean, you, you have plenty of money, but you have to diversify. You have to invest it correctly. And I said, let me just give you an example. You know, if you took, let's just say a third of just the investment money that you have in an IRA and you converted it into a vehicle that allows you to invest in multifamily and you generated, let's say conservatively six to eight percent in cash flow off that money, that's 60 to $80,000 in passive cash flow just off of that, right? And I bet you're not getting that kind of cash flow off all $3 million if it was in the stock market and you were living off 2 to 3% dividends. And I know that's true because I know the numbers, right? It's pretty simple math. And he said, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. And I said, not only that, you get certain depreciation. And then, of course, that money's going to grow. You're not depleting the asset, right? You're not, you're not eating away at the asset when it's in multifamily. It's actually growing. Whereas in the stock market, once you retire and you start taking those dividends... Um, oftentimes you are going to take a little bit more than two to three percent, and you're going to dig that amount that you have down over time. And you'll probably have enough if you have three million dollars uh, by the time you get into your 80s or whatever to still have money there. But why deplete that asset when you can grow it, right? So we just got to talking about everything he had, and and it was shocking. I said, you know, the real picture here is how much cash flow do you need to live off of. And are you diversified enough? And uh, what other asset classes are you invested in? And what's your comfort zone? And are you working full-time still? And do you want to retire? And he had this thing in his mind where it was like 57 and a half at a minimum because of certain tax penalties, 64, 67 was probably more the number. And he had been living that, that sort of American dream that we're all taught, which is, you know, put your money in the stock market and live until you're in your mid to late 60s and hopefully everything goes well and then you can retire. Uh, but what if things don't go well and you never had a chance to live the life of your dreams, right? Or uh, what if you get older and maybe you didn't put enough money away and you have to work into your 70s or 80s and so on and so forth? So our ultimate goal is to try to understand people's financial situation and not advise them. We always, we always encourage people to go to their own CPAs real estate attorneys and such to get the, the ironclad advice because they're the experts. But we deal in this space so much and so often with so many different types of people, um, including talking with our own real estate professionals, CPAs or real estate attorneys, that you get a basic understanding of how this kind of works and how it works better for some than others. But most of all, how it's really enlightening when you share certain uh, variables with people and it opens up their mind and they go, man, my financial advisor is a stock person. Like they don't know anything about real estate other than there's some, you know, some write off or some depreciation and cash flow, but they always say it's risky. And it's like, well, stock market's risky. I mean, <laughs> you know, during this recording, the stock market tanked like, I don't know, the SP tanked like 3,000 points or something like that. It's just investing. Investing is risky, right? But when you look historically at the stock market compared to real estate, real estate outperforms. And there's there's multiple reasons why. That's for another, another episode. But uh, it was interesting because this individual, I thought for sure, uh, was completely dialed on his finances and thought uh, there's nothing really that he could learn because he's dialed. He's, he's doing it right and has a great career and all that. But in his mind, it was not enough. 
And then he realized, you know what? It is enough. And what I need to figure out is what type of purpose-driven life do I want to live, right? What does fortune look like for me? Because financially, he's dialed. And it's our mission to try to get people to that financially dialed position sooner than later so that they can spend more time with their kids, spend more time on their health, spend more time on the bucket list, and so on and so forth. So I hope that that example resonates with you because it, it just happened the other day, actually. I talked to lots of people, but the way that conversation went down was really enlightening for both of us. And he said, by the time we were done with the call, man, I am so excited. I am so fired up. I cannot believe the position I'm in. And I've been in it, but just didn't realize it. And it just took the right type of conversation to open up my mind. And it was really, really fun for both of us. So uh, I hope you get a lot of value out of this episode. It's our ultimate goal to try to give you guys insight into how this world works and get you thinking more about um, you know you living a purpose driven life and and creating you know that that fortune whatever that looks like to you uh, in your personal life your professional life your financial life and uh, and just keep tuning in because we're going to keep dropping the value and and uh, and trying to trying to change lives uh, one episode at a time so again this is Chris thanks for tuning in If you're ready to start creating your fortune today, head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income. When you get to the page, there are two options. Option one is for you if you're not sure exactly how the investment process works or how to get ready to be an investor. We've created a short, fast class you can sign up for that will walk you through the steps and answer questions like, what does a good investment look like? And so much more. It even includes an audio version so you can quickly learn on the go as you golf, go to your day job, or work out. Just think, in a couple of days, you can start listening and learning about creating your fortune and not be stuck wondering, do I even have enough to retire? And then option two is for you if you're a sophisticated or accredited investor and have money to invest, you just need to talk to us about our next investment opportunity. You can quickly schedule a call with us and we can walk you through your options on how to get dividends flowing right away. We can help you create a plan to have three to 10,000 or even more in passive income every month that's reliable, safe, and steady. Ditch the small returns and unpredictable growth. Head over to createyourfortunepodcast.com forward slash income and let's build the life of your dreams today.